Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We again come in your presence. We again thank you, Lord, for the opportunity of being assembled here, Lord. And we believe that we are in your presence. May you incline thine ear and hear our prayers. Lord, and answer our prayers. We wait upon you, Lord. And we know that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. May you help our strength to be renewed. May you move in a special way, Lord. Lord God, may you move the mountains that are before us. May you break every fetter. Destroy every band. Bring us, Lord God, in your presence, Father. Let us walk with you is our prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, let us read in the book of Luke. Luke chapter 2, verse 40. Chapter 2, verse 40. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. 
And it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's a simple thought that I want us to digest. Now the Bible has told us how these people sought Jesus. And uh, how they found him and how they found him was after they went back to where they left him. It would not be different today that you will find Jesus where you left him. One, they left him in the temple and when they moved, they thought he has moved with them. But for a whole day, they did not know that he was not in their company. How strange, how amazing. How do you walk with them? Uh, a child 12 years old and is not with you and you're the parent and you don't know he's not there for a whole day. Isn't it strange? Surely I believe it was just typing something. That the believers can leave God behind and they take their own ways and for a long time they will never know that he's not with them. Brother Branham said one time Brother Neville preached a sermon on radio and he said that the churches today are operating without the Holy Spirit. And when the door of mercy shall be closed, they will continue preaching and making altar calls and even baptizing when they, didn't, they will not know that the mercy door has been closed. He said, because they operate today without the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is taken away from the earth, they will not notice any different. Isn't that very pathetic? And when Brother Branham, pathetic, 
And when Brother Branham heard that statement by Pastor Nivel, he said that was the most outstanding statement that he has ever heard. Because the church is supposed to operate by the Holy Spirit. When you look at the book of Acts, although we call it the book of the Acts of the Apostles, but the right way should be the book of the Acts of the Holy Ghost in the Apostles. So it is not the Apostles' Acts. It is the Holy Spirit in the apostles. And the church is supposed to live like that. In another place he said that the theme of every apostle was the Holy Ghost. The theme Praise God. That's why Paul enters a place. Meeting certain disciples. And before he greets them. He asks them, have you received the Holy Ghost since he believed? They didn't believe in Christianity without the Holy Spirit. So, even today, there is no Christianity. It is not true Christianity where there is no Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 So it is the acts of the Holy Spirit in the apostles. No Rachel, And Brother Branham said again that the Holy Spirit in the true church is the continuation of the book of Acts. So, we are to act by the Holy Spirit. We are supposed to act by the Holy Spirit. But where the Holy Spirit can leave you, and you continue running. You continue operating. Yet the Holy Spirit has been withdrawn from the earth. Because you don't know any different. You don't know any different when he's there. And when he's not there. You have always operated without him. Even when he was there. You as an individual. You didn't operate under him. You had no relationship with him. You had no dealings with him. Until now even when he's not around. You are not aware. 
You're not aware. The Bible tells us, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Ephesians 4.30 That by which you are sealed until your day of redemption. Now what happens when you grieve him? He leaves you. And when he leaves you then you'll have a miserable religion. Mechanical. Carnal. Dry. You can do that physical acts. But the real Holy Spirit is not there. Now that's a pathetic condition. Praise God. The journey of Joseph and Mary types that exactly. God living a believer. You are, you are, the Holy Spirit has left you. You are not walking with Jesus. But you continue on walking. You continue on in your Christianity. And Jesus is not there. You don't feel him. But you just assume. That, that everything is okay. You are still a Christian. But when you don't see him around. Praise God. Now, when they realized at the end of the day that they didn't have him, then they started looking for him. The Bible says they went into their skin folks. They went to the acquaintances looking for him, searching for him. Until finally they went to where they left him. They ought to have thought where did we last see him? Where did we last see him? And if it is in the temple, they should have gone direct to the temple. But they didn't expect him to be keeping in the temple. They thought he must have gone to his auntie. His, his uncle. To some family friend. To some cousin. Surely he cannot keep there in one place. But it is also a type. It is also a type that where you leave him, he does not live there. Amen. 
Where you leave him is where you will find him. You have to go back to where you last saw him. To where you last experienced him. He is still there. This was a type. It is not hard to look for him. To seek him. You go back to the place where you left him. Amen. 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 Where do you find it? Among our kindreds. Go out among us, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, and so so forth. See if you find it. No, sir. You don't find him among us, our kinfolks, like that. The only way you find him is the way Mary and Joseph found him. Where, where they left him. That's where you find him. Where did you leave him? At the Pentecostal feast. That's where the church That's where the church will find him again. Go back to the feast of Pentecost. Go back to the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Ghost. There you will find the power of the mighty God. You'll find the risen Christ. You'll find signs and wonders of him. Just exactly like he said it would be. Go back to where you found him. Go back to the beginning. Jesus said, at the beginning. This was from the message. From the beginning, it was not so. Go back where the church left him. Amen. Amen. The church left him at the Pentecostal feast. Like the mother and them did. Like Mary did. Like Joseph did. They were good people. But they left Jesus at Pentecost. People today are fine people. Religious people. But they are leaving Jesus at Pentecost. They are afraid of it. They will take a, they will take a hold of it. They won't take a hold of it. It's a shame to think of it. But just the same, God is here. The Pentecostal blessing is here. No matter how much they try to explain it away, God goes right on 
giving them the Holy Ghost. Who believes in it showing his signs and wonders. So at the day of judgment. He will not be responsible. Amen. In other words. The blame will not be upon him. Praise be the name of the Lord. Go to where you last saw him. That's where you'll find him. Amen. Amen. In other words, um, when you walked with him, if you ever walked with him, you know where you last saw him. Maybe that is a place where you need to first. You, you, you used to first. So many times a week. Maybe that's a place where you used to spend time in prayer. Maybe that's a place where you used to isolate yourself and you stay in a place for days in prayer. Maybe that's a place where you used to sleep on a mat praying. Maybe that's a place where you were so careful what you say, what you think, what you see, what you look at. Maybe that's a place where you used to be so careful that if you say something that is not correct or that you thought a thought that is not good, you would repent. But now you have become so careless. You can say anything. You can see anything. You can behave in any way. And you don't care. Maybe now. You are not so careful to have a personal devotion. Amen. Amen. Personal devotion. You, you eat three meals in a day. Seven, seven days a week. And four weeks a month. But it never used to be that way. It wasn't so at the beginning. That time when you walked with him. It was not like that. How do you expect to walk with him now? When 
you have changed your way of walking. How do you expect to walk with him? Amen. If you used to spend some nights in prayer to make a personal devotion to make personal sacrifice and now you no longer do that. How do you expect to walk, to be still with him? No wonder you no longer feel him. No wonder you no longer feel victorious. So, the way of finding him, you go back. Praise God. You go back. Amen. Go back to personal devotion. Go back to prayer and fasting. Go back. Sleep on the floor. Sleep on the mat. And pray. Spend in the church. And pray. Fast. Amen. Amen. Do some extra something. If you want to get something that others have not been able to get. You must be willing to do something that they have not been able to do. If you want to achieve results that you have not achieved before, you must be willing to do some more sacrifice than you have done before. John Wesley, John Wesley defined fanaticism as to seek results without the means. That is fanaticism. What does that mean? You know the Holy Spirit gives joy. But how does it come? It comes to someone who is in good connection with God. Amen. Amen. He is the one who gives it. But because you know the Holy Spirit gives joy, so you start rejoicing mechanically. Canale. You're trying to manufacture some results. So that is fanaticism. You know the Holy Spirit heals. But then you are not in connection with the Holy Spirit. So you start commanding people. You are healed. 
You know the Holy Spirit prophesies. But now, you are not inspired. Because he's not present. So you start prophesying. That say the Lord. This is going to happen. And it's not, it's not the Holy Spirit inspiring you. You are the one inspiring yourself. That is fanaticism. Praise God. But if you went through the means, if you, if you did what it takes, until the Holy Spirit comes, pray, live a de- dedicated life, consecrated life, Seek his face. Stay before him. Don't give up. Persevere there. Until you find him. Until you take a hold of him. And then, the results will take place. Praise God. The results will take place as you find him. So, to go back to where we left God is to go back to what we used to do when we walked with him. Praise God. Some people, they never used to meet to miss moments like this. They never used to miss all night prayer meetings. Now they rarely appear. Maybe they got a good job. They are sleeping in a good house. They have a comfortable salary. Driving a good car. They feel they have a lot of responsibilities to go spend in a night in prayer. How do such a person expect to have the same victory like he used to have when he would spend time in prayer like this. It is not possible. Praise God. It is not possible. Amen. Amen. And if they are honest, they, they can tell that something is not as it used to be. So, let us go back, brothers and Go back to the beginning. If you left seeking the bustle of the Holy Spirit, go back. 
Stay on the knees. Until you find him. Until you get him. If you no longer fast. Go back. Sacrifice. And fast. And pray. If you no longer have those personal devotions. Like saying, I'm going to sleep on the mat tonight. Praying. Praise God. I'm going to spend on the mat. Oh, I remember those days. We used to believe so much in that. Where you would say, no, I'm not going to sleep on the bed for some time. It is another form of sacrifice. It's another form of fasting. And you spend at night on the mat. You cannot sleep two hours when you're on the mat. Longest will be 40 minutes. And you're up. And you're praying. Praise be to God. That's what we need to do, brethren. We don't need to reset the fresh. No. This fresh it hinders us from it helps us to serve God. But if it becomes a hindrance then it becomes useless because the end of it still is death and it will rot. So therefore, give yourself to seek God. Commit yourself and you make the body to suffer. Praise be to God. I remember the words of uh, Former vice president, I think he was the first vice president. He was called Samson Chiseka. Some of you never heard of him. When I heard him on the radio trying to tell people to enter in the army, he was encouraging the youth to go in the army. He said that you say that we shall die. Then he said, Did the grand grand uh, uh, father, your great grandfather, did he die of a, of a gunshot? Is that enter in the army? If you are to die, you die. Now, even you, you decide and say that now I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. If I'm to die, let me die. I'm not telling you the other that I'm going to fast for 10 days. I'm going to fast for 2 weeks. 40 days. I don't mean that. But maybe you can say 
Maybe in a week I'm going to fast for two days. And maybe 24 uh, hours for every day. And I gain go back for another 24. Or maybe I'm going to fast for 12 hours. I break. Go for other 12. I break. Go for other 12. Up to uh, for some time. Or maybe I'm going to fast for two days. For 48 hours. The body will not enjoy it. But not all people that have ever died died because of fasting. And even if you don't make it to suffer, it will and it must die. So, um, decide. Praise be to God. Make a determination. I'm going to seek the face of God. Let me die seeking him than to die without him. Let, it, let me face God as someone who died seeking him than to die a backslider. Are we together? God will not turn you down. Let me plead to God Let me plead to God until he helps me. Praise God. There are two examples that have come in my mind. David was told, choose to be slain by. He was told, Israel to suffer so long in hunger. I don't remember whether it was how many years. That he told them, he told him to choose. Then another one, to surrender you to the sword of your enemies. I don't remember the third option. Because he had counted Israel, had carried out a census. And God gave him options of punishment. The third one, what what David chose was not given him as an option. But when God mentioned to to give you over into the hands of your enemies, then he chose and said, let me fall in your hands. Because you are kind and gracious. Praise Praise God. So you'd rather die on the altar. Than to die out there. Defeated. Backslidden. Lukewarm. With no victory. 
with no presence of God. Rather decide and say, I'd rather die on the altar. The other example is of the four lepers. There was a lot of famine in Samaria. It had not rained for years. People were eating their own children. And then there is a, an, a light army that came to invade. And then these four lepers heard these people. They have camped in such and such a place. They knew those people have food. Those are armies that are coming from from kingdoms where they are well facilitated. We are dying here because those people have food. They said, let us move there. To die here, everybody here is miserable. People die. If we stay here, still we are going to die. So let us go into the camp of the enemy. But there is food there. Though they hate us, though we are not sure of our survival there, we may not find favor with them, but at least there is food there. Let us go where there is food than to remain where people are dying of hunger. If we die, we die. But there is a possibility that we can eat and survive. Then these four lepers moved there to where there is a hope of survival. The Bible says as they moved God magnified, he multiplied, he amplified their footsteps everywhere they stepped. It sounded like a big army moving with horses. God amplifying their footsteps until the Assyrians, I think it was Assyrians or Moabites. It was anyway allied for armies. They said Israel must have hired so many armies of so many nations. And now we are in trouble. Those are tens of thousands of soldiers. We cannot manage them. They took off. They took off. Leaving their foods. 
their belongings behind. And when the Philippians reached there, the place was isolated. Weapons were there. Food was there. Silver was there. Gold was there. They ate and ate and ate. Lepers. After they were filled, they said, let us go and call these people that we left behind. These cowards. They went and called them to come and also enjoy revival. But now that courage, that determination, when if if I remain here, I will have to die. Brother, when you remain falling and again rising, and the evil spirits have made you to be a ball that they can pray around with. You will still die. Amen. But if you shall go to God and you remain on the altar, there is hope for life. Hallelujah. Amen. There is hope for for life. Let's stand on our feet. Uh, this message came to me when was when I was here in the night. I was praying. I came to me to preach this word. As a church, we have to go back where we left him. Amen. We have to go back to do what we used to do in the beginning. Amen. I think I slept uh, for four hours. Now, in my home, sometimes I don't determine the hours I'm going to sleep. Because I have a dog in the compound. When he hears anything, it just comes up and barks. So when it barks, it also wakes you up. In most cases, like if you've been disturbed by many things, then you try to sleep again and you fail to get the sleep. Because all those things that have been troubling you during flooding the day, now they start flooding your life. Now it was around, it was at around two. And I woke up when the dog was barking. Now I knew. After that, I'm tired, but I will not sleep again. I woke up uh, my wife. I told her, let's go to church. That's a good idea. And she said, I like my wife. Not love her, but like. And 
you can love someone even who has a bad character. But you like someone because of the character. That's a good idea. We go. We called others in the, someone in the house. Come and open and close the gate for us. We go. We here. We enter the and pray. Till towards morning. We drove back. Good enough, there were brethren around. And we reached here, started singing. I think those who had all become had prayed to and they were weak they rose again so there was a lot of praying around so I thought what if I make a decision of not sleeping fully in my house the whole night for some time how dynamic I can become. And I remember I used to give to live that kind of sacrifice life. Brother, Uganda, you are as spiritual as your prayer life. You are as spiritual as your devotion. The more devoted you are, the more closer to God you will become. When you relax, that is how far you move away from God. Never deceive yourself. You cannot reap what you did not sow. You cannot go to the account and withdraw what you did not deposit. Are we together, church? We shall come rejoicing, bringing precious sheaves. But comes from sowing in the morning. Sowing seeds fearing neither clouds nor winter's chilling breeze. By and by the harvest. When the labor is ended, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheep. Fearing neither clouds nor winters till it breathe. In other words, regardless of the situation or the weather, still you go out and you now there you shall come back in the time of harvesting carrying the sheaves. Those who go out in that way, in that weather, in that coldness, and they go to plant. Then for you remain in your bed covered with your blanket. In the time of harvesting, you shall not be the same. It can't be. That scripture 
That's a scripture. It's a scripture. Praise be to God. Let us seek God. Let us seek God. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that I will power my spirit upon all those that dwell in Jerusalem. Upon all those that are in Israel. They shall cry. Like a person who has lost his firstborn. The house of so and so, they shall cry alone and the house of David, they shall pray alone and the house of David, they shall pray alone and the other one. When the spirit of grace has come upon them, they shall weep. They shall seek the face of God. They will have hunger and thirst for God. For God. Then you say, I used to Remember very well. The days when you used to dream those dreams. The days when you used to hear the voices. By the uh, when I had Brother Emma preaching the sermon, I had him preaching what I was also preparing. The time when you used to have those things, remember how you used it to work, how your life was. Those things used to come from which level of commitment unto God. Are you still in that same way? Then go back where you last saw him. You shall find him there. Go back where you left him. Don't go to friends and the kindreds and where. Don't seek for him from any other place. But go to that place where you last saw him. Amen. Praise be the name of the Lord. Amen.